Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. on everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host mikey manfredi and joining me as always is the other host of independent waters zach batchista zach how you doing my friend <laughs> uh i had a very normal day today it's we're recording this on monday it's a monday <laughs> it is indeed it's exactly when we say it's Monday, it's exactly what you think it is. It was just a boring day at work. It's the, about it. The only I think, I think for both of us, it was just kind of a normal, boring. For me, it was like extra slow, so I was like extra bored. Day oh. at work. I was go. I so I had to get my booster shot on like Friday, right? So I felt like shit on Saturday, and oh, Sunday yeah, was bet. like I was coming out of it. So today I wake up and I'm like, oh, I still feel a little like you know swollen under my armpit or the hell and i'm like i can't work out i go and work my mom comes back she's like oh no you'll be fine to work out and i was like you fucking what wait why did you feel swollen under your armpit did they give you the booster shot in your armpit they gave it in my arm it's like your lymph nodes get swollen oh i thought that i thought they had to give it to you like in your armpit no. i was like why was your armpit no. sore it was it, it, my neighbor's a nurse and she explained it to my mom my oh. mom just like she explained it in very simple terms it's like the skin nodes that like the, that the made me bit. nervous <laughs> it's fine honestly like it it's barely recognizable but anywho i would want to like run while being potentially still with the booster shot so i didn't mm-hmm. and then halfway through the day my mom tells me i'm like all right dope i'll run at and i'll run later in the day before we record and then i walk outside and it's fucking 25 degrees and windy so it's so 15 degrees yesterday. out and i turned right the fuck back inside and was mad <laughs> no not I today like, fuck that i will just do my bench thank you very much i'll see you in the morning <laughs> No cardio today. I was Too mad cold. because I was like, well, on what planet is it not cold in December, but freezing in January, and that it's colder at night than it is in the fucking morning? I don't know, man. I've been, as soon as I got, I've been sitting in a, I've been sitting underneath this blanket on my lap since I got home. I don't even blame you, honestly. But like, also, I... I have a fan on in the background, which is kind of counterintuitive, but I need the noise. Mm. Or, else I, or else I get anxious. <laughs> not fair enough. 
Oh, man. But other than that, yeah, very meh day to go through. But hopefully we have a mark out of an episode. I I don't know. I think we had some pretty good matchups to talk about. Why don't we get right into them? Why yeah. Why don't we start talking about some wrestling? Uh, Zach, I believe you picked the majority of the matches this week. I did. Uh, So why don't you tell us what you brought to the table, and then I'll do the same. We've got Brittany Blake going against Bryn Thorne at Poder Tress. Trace? Mm-hmm. Tress? My horrible pronunciation of Tress. And then we've got... Cara Noir going against Karim Brigante at IWA Italian Wrestling Organization or Association. Nice. I think, right? Nice. And I brought to the table Ali Catch taking on Davy N from Limitless Wrestling. I love me some Limitless. Because you know this. we've been talking about Davy N a lot lately in terms of she's been uh, popping up in other people's matches. So we were like, why don't we just watch a Davy N match? Yeah, you know, we might as well. Yeah. And we <laughs> did. And I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. Anyway. First off, I, I believe we, we, we talked about it off off podcast. We want to start off with Brittany Blake taking on Bryn Thorne. Yes. Uh, from Poder Trace Wrestling. I was... Uh, uh, I got sad when this match started. Why so? Because commentary was like, this was going to be a triple threat match um, with Charlie Evans as well. Oh, but COVID yeah. said, go fuck yourself. And I was like, oh... <laughs> Yeah, we are that was a bummer. Big Charlie Evans fans, newly converted the Charlie Evans fandom, if that exists in this podcast. In- so indeed, so I was sad, but I was like, you know what? All Very right. late to the Charlie Evans train, but I'm glad I did end up getting on that train yeah, she gets because to take dates man, in the US. Charlie Evans is absolutely bonkers. Yes, she is. So it's these. So it's Blake and Thorn, and I was like, okay, I don't know who either you are, but you know, this could be good. And mm-hmm. uh, I think these two had a pretty middle of the road, like fine match. Yeah, it was it was definitely it was like I I I finished watching this match and I sat there for a second and I went that was the most like okay wrestling match I've ever seen. Just yeah, like not that a was, whole that, lot. That, was, that was the most middle of the road like just decent match. Yeah, I uh, if I recall correctly there was like only one single thing that really like sticks sticks out of my mind, and we'll get to that. But like, it's like at the end of the match. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so why don't we why don't we uh, talk about what goes on in the in the beginning here? I, it starts off with some solid chain wrestling yeah, between the solid. Between the two of them. Yep. If you watch any wrestling match, you know it. You know, trading like wrist locks, waist yeah. locks, the usual. It gets interesting after, uh, if I recall correctly, Blake uses the ropes to arm drag Thorn. Mm-hmm. Because Thorne is like sitting on the apron trying to recover, and Blake runs back at her while she's got her back turned to her, and she uses uh, the ropes to six one nine her in the face. Yeah, it's like a low six one nine too. Mm-hmm. She uses like the bottom ropes. Yeah, and then she grabs her, and then she because she's now hanging like chest first over the apron, she grabs her and hits like a stunner slash cutter onto the apron. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, I a, was like, a, a stutter, if you will. A stunner, if you will. I was like, okay, a I'm like, that's some neat offense. I'm like, that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was it was definitely uh, cool to see. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Then Thorne fights back by uh, chucking her into the ropes and then forearming her in the face twice as she bounces off of him. Yeah. Then we get a really deep ass sleeper hold before she throws Blake <laughs> headfirst into the corner. Yeah, that was that was vicious. Where she's just like. And get down there. Mm-hmm. She uh, starts to choke her out using her foot, the ropes. Mm-hmm. You know, went up heels being a heel, healing it up, healing it up. Mm-hmm. Like grabbing her hair, slamming her to the mat when she starts to fight back. And mm-hmm. then uh, eventually, Thorn hits a suplex on Blake, and Blake rolls her up with the crucifix pin that only gets, gets her a two count. So yep. Thorn 
gets up and just knees her in the gut over and over again. And just she, brutal knees. Was not happy about that crucifix. No. Forearms in the face afterwards just to make sure that she stops that entirely. Just to make sure that she stops. Mm-hmm. And yet, despite that, Blake makes a comeback. Hits a solid forearm in the face and integrates his side of her head. She falls back into the corner. Cross like yeah, does like a running bulldog. Yeah, running crossbody, high knee bulldog from the corner. Very nice. Like as the commentary said, I think it was gold, uh, gold dust esque sequence. Yeah. Uh, speaking of commentary, wow. they 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 felt so bored. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna be real. I had that at the end. Commentary did not blow me away. And when they were talking about stuff and they were like describing each competitor, I was like, this is all nice and good. But they're in the middle of wrestling right now, and you're just not really adding to it right now. They added to it, but, like, there were points where, like, I don't know, man. There was there was points where there were, like, big key reversals on, like, big moves, and they were just like, oh, and it looks like she got the knees up. Yeah, or, like, sometimes it like, just felt like they didn't the, know. Where's the energy? Where's yeah. the excitement? Like, like, you're a wrestling commentator. Your, I... your job is to sell the product right yeah like they gave us the background and i was like okay it's that's nice to know like you know it was nice to know each of their histories a little bit and then after that, i was like all right get on get on and then there were points where like i don't know it felt like they just like didn't like either they either didn't know the name of the move or like you said they just didn't sound like they cared enough so then i just didn't care as much probably as i should it have just it just felt like they were so unenthused they were just like yeah anyway when's lunch <laughs> yeah like i oh yeah like you said there were key points where like something big happened and they were like oh yeah and i'd be like that was a big thing <laughs> yeah like that was a big moment that you just shrugged off i don't know yeah it was like, wasn't thrilled with it yeah anyway let's get back to the wrestling here yes. let's get back to blake and thorn so after the bulldog from the corner blake picks thorn up and they get into a back and forth with variety of strikes forearms uppercuts backhands until Thorne pump kicks Blake in the face. Yeah, which was which was awesome. The pump kick looked mm-hmm. great. Great looking pump kick. Now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Then she proceeds to gloat until Blake rolls her up but lets go so that she's on her knees when she gets up so that she can then running kick her in the gut. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a shining wizard but to the stomach basically. Yeah. So the both of them are knocked down after this and they crawl towards each other. And Blake goes first by trying to suplex Thorne. Thorne blocks it. Thorne then tries to suplex her. Blake counters it with a code breaker. Yeah. This was one of like those big counters that got undersold that I was very upset about, but it was mm-hmm. like it was like solid. Like wasn't Thorne was going like like you said, Thorne was going for that big suplex and uh Blake was able to break out and like land a code breaker, which was really cool looking. Yep, but uh yeah, you know, it was like <sighs> commentary. Anyhow, so Thorne doesn't get uh, stopped by this, though, and Blake, when she picks her up, gets uh, attacked by Thorne as Thorne fights back with several knees at the gut, then a pump Seems handle. Seems to be Thorne's go-to move is just, like, grab them and knee them in the gut yep. a bunch. So she did a pump handle backbreaker here, which I actually thought looked really cool because I mm-hmm. love me a pump handle, but that's because, if I recall correctly, Shingo Takagi's finisher is, like, a pump handle running slam or something like that, and I fucking love it. Yeah, pump handle backbreakers are always cool. Mm-hmm. Though, because Blake rolls close to the ropes, she actually gets a rope break when Thorne tries to pin her. Which uh, Thorne was not happy about. Nope. So she does everything that every other wrestler does, which I don't ever get this. They, like, immediately go to the top rope. She puts Blake up there with her first. And <laughs> you got to listen, if they're not kicking out, if they, if they keep kicking out, you got to give them a superplex. It's got to be, like, a more, like, like egregious example of way to get the offense. Like, everyone always goes to the top, and I'm like, there's got to be some better way to, like... 
gotta give him a superplex. You gotta if if they're not if they're not going down to moves on the ground, you gotta hit him with a move from the top rope. Just like go from the air, I it's, guess. It's wrestling logic. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, for her, when she goes up as well with Blake, Blake fights back and then spikes her with a tornado DT from the top rope. And I remember commentary did not sell this as much as I right. And it was to. like, how did you not sell that? She just reversed a superplex and hit a tornado DDT off the top rope, which was sick and if I were... to get back in this match. <sighs> like, well, uh... and the worst part was, if I recall correctly, they didn't even call it a tornado. <laughs> they called it something else. That I was like, that was not the move that you called it. That was a tornado DDT. Yeah. Like, okay. And, it was uh, very cool, though. It was. It was cool. Despite this, though, Thorne does kick out, despite how sick this move was to look at. Yep. So Blake goes for a running strike that Thorne counters into a tilt-to-whirl backbreaker. She obviously loves Art Roger Strong, apparently. Mm-hmm. Doesn't put Blake away. So she goes for that pump handle backbreaker from before, but Blake this time counters it by locking her in an arm trap seated cloverly finisher that she calls the Bad Omen. Which oh, looks- I'm glad so- I'm glad you did the research because the commentators were like, I don't even know what she calls that move, and it's like, yeah, that was enough. it's your job. I'm pretty sure one of the the guy in it commentary- was just so frustrating. I want to say the guy in commentary also was like an owner of the company or something like that, but I might have misheard that. But yeah, I because I I need to know what this move was because I was like, what the fuck is? I'm like, is that a cloverleaf? And yeah, the bad omen. Fucking brutal-looking finisher. Actually, this it is. is the, it's a great submission hold. This was actually the thing that stood out to me was this submission hold looks fucking metal as hell, it's and I love submission. it. It's a good submission. But I am a biased Cloverleaf uh, submission fan, so you know, mm-hmm. I love That's me. Fair. I love me a Cloverleaf. You know what? You know what submission hold I miss? What? I don't know. I always forget what it's actually called. I always call it the uh, AJ's Black Widow. Oh, oh wait. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, but I forget the name too. Fuck. I always, I always forget the actual name of it. Always. All right, hold on. I got you, homie. I'll figure this out. But, but you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where she like crawls on their back and like pulls their and like wraps herself around their arms and mm-hmm. like pulls their arms back. Yep. But uh, it just looks so cool. <laughs> it does. But uh, it's called it's oh it's a version of an octopus hold. There you go. All right. But um yeah, so this forces Thorn to tap out in case I forgot to say that. Yep. Match Thor, ends. Uh, Thorne loses. Uh, Blake gets the win here. Uh, I definitely agree that if Charlie Evans was here, this match might have had a bit more might have had a bit more oomph to it. I mean, <laughs> a but, bit more oomph because Charlie Evans would have punched everyone in the face. Very true. But I thought these two together did a solid job. I, this match is a meh for me. Easy. Yeah, same here. It, it was totally It was totally fine. Right? Like, yeah. nothing mind-blowing. Nothing... It, but it was also very technically sound and well wrestled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be fine seeing either of these two wrestle again, just to give them an, another chance to blow me away. Same here. I would. I would love to see. I would love to see these two in a bit of a longer match to see uh, what they could really bring to the table. Yeah, this is like a short, like it's like a eight nine minute match, I think. Yeah, something like that. I think it was eight, but it was it was a short one for sure. Mm-hmm. Speaking of short matches, Let's why don't we get into our next one? Yeah. Which is Alley Catch taking on Davy N from Limitless Wrestling. So, the backstory going into this match that I was able to pick out through commentary was that John Alba and Mac Daniels want to recruit Davy N to be the first female member of their group, Prestigious. But she has turned them down at every time they've done it. So, they've hired Alley Catch to hope that in a wrestling match, she could convince her to join the group, either, I assume, by either beating her. Or, you know, maybe just, like, being, like, a gift for Davian. Like, oh, we gave you Alley Catch to fight, and you beat her, so you look great now, so we could join our group. I guess. Okay. 
At least that was the logic I could put together. Okay, understandable. This match though, starts off with a fucking boom. Yeah, this match starts off very strong. Uh, when Davian, it, they're introducing Davian. She gets up on the top rope to show off to the crowd. And while she's on the top rope, Allie Catch comes up behind her and just power bombs her off the top. Mm-hmm. And she instantly goes for that Boston Crab finisher of hers. I don't know if she has a finisher. When she almost locks, she, like, she doesn't lock it in fully because she doesn't get, like, that bridge in. Yeah, the bridge but is But she the gets the Boston Crab in, and uh, Davian's able to scramble to the ropes. And I, lo- I actually really like Davian selling here. Like, she, you could tell <laughs> that she was very afraid of this move, and she should be. Yep. And she crawled to the bottom rope. She was like, I'm not having this. She said, yeah, she's not having this because immediately after she escapes this Boston Crab with a rope break, she gets up and just absolutely spears this shit out of Allie Catch. Mm-hmm. Then she uh, gets up Allie in a fireman's carry and Allie wiggles out of it and drops her with a back-to-back breaker. Like, kind of like a Randy Orton, you know, like getting behind the opponent, grabbing them by the neck, and then just backbreakering them. And then pulled them down, yeah. Ugh, always looks fucking rough when I see it. It's but so I love sick. It. It's such a sick. It's so quick. Like I love moves that can happen fast like that. Mm-hmm. Like a scoop like, slam. Like a yeah, like a scoop. Sl- like the no the power yeah the the power slam like yeah the, like a Dustin Rhodes like Randy Rhodes like they just catch you and you're just in the ground now. It's oh I love power slams. Power slams are great, mm-hmm. especially Randy Orton's power slams. Randy Orton has the, one of the most gorgeous power slams in wrestling. There period. was a dictionary that had a definition for a scoop power slam. It would be Randy Orton or Dustin Rhodes. Yes. Anyway, back to Catch and Davian. Yes. Enough, so, about, enough about these two. So after the backbreaker, uh, Allie then drop kicks Davian in the back of the head before then standing on her head and then leg dropping the back of her head. Because <laughs> fuck the back Great. of her head. Yep, gotta go after that neck. So then Allie locks why, in a, but... a crevasse on Davian's head and just fucking rams her knee into her face over and over again and just takes her, throws her face first into the middle turnbuckle. Davian sells it fantastically catch was not letting up on the offense right uh-huh. off to, to start this one off uh this is yeah the uh, dally catch definitely embodies now she's a wrestler first that is for damn sure <laughs> wrestler first uh gimmick second mm-hmm. so davian's recovering in the corner now after that brutal assault and Allie hits her with a running hip attack in the face but it only gets her a two so mm-hmm. when she kicks out Allie gets behind her and locks in a head scissors around her head and yep. uh when she lets this go, she uses the ropes to stand on the back of Davian's head, but the ref's like, well, you can't fucking do that, so stop. So then, so then Allie takes off this wristband she's got around her wrist, and uh, she throws it into the ring and tells the ref, can you uh, pick that up? And the ref's like, well, I gotta pick it up now. Ugh, I, yeah, because if, if you ask the ref to do something, they just, like, have to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like the ref's like, well, I gotta clear clutter in the ring, and you made clutter, so I gotta clear it. And he yep. turns around, and Allie doesn't just keep standing on Davian's head. She fucking just walks all over it. Yes. Also, real quick interruption here. Can we talk about... Can we go back to the beginning of this match really quick? When this match started, and the ref is like has them both in the ring, and is, and they're going through their introductions, and the first thing the ref has to do is take a knife away from Allie Cash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that. give me, give me the knife, and she's like, fine. She fine. like folds it up and gives it to him, and the ref takes it and puts it in the ring announcer's pocket because oh, yeah. he's like, I don't want this. What the fuck, man? 
Because I think that was the same nice uh, catch used to to slash Matthew Justice. Yes, it was. I believe so. I think I remember. No, that's why commentary said that line about the blade. Oh, it all makes sense now. Yeah, because that was the, that was a knife she used. She she cut Justice across the stomach in a match. Oh, I thought that was across the head. Oh no, she no she like worse. she like yeah it like in the middle of a match she like pulled the knife out and just like gave Jesus gave Justice fuck. like a cut just a cut across his just right across his abs. Like what are you gonna do? Stab me, Ma- Matthew Justice? Stabbed. <laughs> that man, he's been stabbed. Yeah. Oh my god! Wow. What are you gonna do? Slash me, man? Who's been slashed? Oh my god! <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so, back to the back, so that, that 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 was something I had to get out of the way. It was, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Was it was a good detour. I appreciated it. <laughs> so when she finally gets off of her head after the ref makes her stop, she wails on the back of her head with elbows some more, and then tries to Irish whip her. But Davian clings onto the ropes for dear life because God, she has been on the defense this entire game, this entire yeah. match so far. Except yeah, for the spear. basically. So she wails on the back of Davian's head some more. Um, I know. Never mind. I, let me get it back. So then. Davian actually counters the Irish from Alley Catch with a form to the face and then <laughs> the back of her head. Or no, the back. And then just hits a massive German suplex, which sends Alley flying into the corner. Yes, which was awesome. And full head of steam, Davian body splashes her in the corner. Hits a fucking barrage of just rapid forms and chops to her chest. Who, wait, who else does that? That? There's, an, there's another wrestler who does that a lot. And we've watched them on this show, and I cannot remember who it is. The chops and the uh, the, the, the like the, the punch to the chop. Oh, like, bah, fuck bah, me! Bah, Wait. Bah, bah, bah. You know what I'm talking like? Oh who, yeah, I know who does about. that? There's another wrestler who does that. I almost said Eddie Kingston, but he chops. He isn't he? he, he you need a form. Yeah, he there. does the bah, 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 bah. but like who does the the punch to the chop? The punch to the chop really fast. There's oh, someone man. else who does it, and I know there is. I. Like my mind went to Fred Yehai, but I don't think it's him. I'll I'll look it up. You you continue talking about this one. We'll do, my friend. So after this barrage of strikes, um, Allie tries to fight back, but Davian immediately plants her with just a variation of a backdrop suplex, but doesn't get her the win though. So she tries to choke slam Allie, and Allie breaks out of her grasp and then just straight up punches her in the face. <laughs> no. There's literally mm-hmm. no no frills here. Just knocks her in the face. Try, she tries to fight back. Allie ducks it. Punches her in the face again. Davian then swings again at her. And she misses again because Allie ducks it. But this time, Davian doesn't give Allie the chance to hit her back. As she grabs her and just Irish whips her into the ropes. But then Allie counters it with an enziguri. Followed up by an absolutely picture-perfect looking bridging Northern Lights suplex. So only gets for the two, though. And when Allie picks up Davian, Davian rams her into the corner. But when she tries to hit Allie, Allie moves out of the way and hits her with a thunderous chop to the chest. And then sets Davian up onto the top rope where she goes for a fucking pile driver. Which was like, are you off the top rope? Catch, are we, are you good? Mm, she like, what, uh, what did Davian do to make you so mad? Apparently, uh, let me make sure I, make, I get their names right because you know me and names. I'm fucking awful with them. Apparently, John Alva and Mac Daniels just told her to beat the shit out of DVN and didn't give her a limit on what she could do. Hey, fair enough. <laughs> so, she goes with this pile driver, but DVN knocks her off the top rope, thank God. 
and then drops her with a top with a drop kick off the top rope. Mm-hmm. She tries to capitalize off of this, but Allie kicks her away, and then the two knock each other down with simultaneous clotheslines. Though Davian is the first up on her feet, and Allie now is lying prone in front of one of the corners, which would set up for perfectly for Davian's low drop kick into the corner post finisher known as Davian Your Life. Davy End Your Life is very, very good name for a finisher. I also would have accepted the uh, the Davy End, but Davy End Your Life, I just like it because it's just... <laughs> Davy End, the, the Davy End is also very good. I was very pleased with their pun name. Yeah, you, you're up there right now, but the, the queen of puns is Lady Frost because her fucking puns just... Ah, uh, it's like some what, Mr. What? Freeze and Batman shit. Anywho. <laughs> yeah. But Allie sees this and rolls out of the ring onto the outside. So Davian goes to drag her back into the ring, and Allie drags her out instead. And she, for a second, looks like she's going to go for, like, a spike DDT using the bottom rope, but Davian crawls off of it. So uh, after this, Allie tries to throw Davian face first into one of the corner posts, but Davian blocks it and then super kicks Allie in the face and then choke slams her onto the apron. Uh, this sets Allie back to where awesome. she started. Lying in front of a corner. Mm, and then da- Bad spot to be. Horrible spot. Davy End, of course, hits the Davy End Your Life. Picks up mm-hmm. the win. Yep. It was, uh, this is, I wrote down, this is a short but fun and hard-hitting match that was fun to watch. Yes, and once again, it was one finisher, match over. There were no shenanigans. Even Mac, Mac Daniels and John Alba, I'm going to give you props. All you did was do what you said you were going to do. You watched their match. You cheered on who you wanted to. You applauded Davey at interfere. the end. Didn't interfere. Didn't interfere. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I guess that makes sense, though. If you're trying to recruit someone, you don't want to fuck them <laughs> You, know, you don't want to DQ them, yeah. <laughs> or cause them to lose in the first place. But yeah, I'm going to give this match. I, I'll give this match a high, man. Honestly. But I might be yeah, I think here. I think I think that's about the same for me. It was pretty solid. It was pretty quick. Uh, but everything was very good. Like all the yes. wrestling was very all the wrestling was very solid. It was a lot of big offensive moves that looked really pretty. Yes. Uh, so I gave it. Uh, I'm also giving it the high man. It was a very solid matchup. God, I really hope we get to see Alley catch wrestle at Hammerstein. Oh my God, we definitely will. Oh man, I if she's not there, I do not know. At this point, I consider Alley Catch a staple of GCW. Mm. At this point now, though, I don't even know. The cards become so many things lately that I'm just like I have no idea what this card is anymore. Me neither. I'm excited, but I I'm sure we're gonna see Jeff Jarrett versus Effie. Probably, and honestly, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah, I feel like Jeff will make it entertaining, but that's. This is for mm-hmm. another podcast that we're talking now about this. Yeah, we're we're going to we're going to the GCW Hammerstein show uh, at the end of the month. Yes, yeah, so and we're, you are going to be getting an episode about it. God, you should have seen all of us that were going before the tickets got announced. We were literally stalking their Twitter, going like, "Where are the fucking tickets?" We were. I I was on their Twitter. I I think I was on GCW's Twitter, like. Every five minutes, being like, did they, are they on sale yet? Are they on sale yet? Are they on sale yet? And they put on the February tickets and not the January. So you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> Every, I was, it took way longer than I thought it was gonna. And I was like, dying. So, with that out of the way, let's get to the last match of the week. Yes, the last match of the week. Karen Noir versus Kareem Brigante from IWA at the Italian Wrestling Association. For this is this match, the only background I've got is that this is a number one contenders match for the IWA heavyweight title. 
Nice. And, uh, of course, this match starts off, you know, back and forth between these two. But it's a lot mm-hmm. of them gauging each other's strengths and weaknesses. Yes. Like, Kara and Kareem, like, kind of testing out who's stronger, who's got better technical prowess, who's, like, mm-hmm. more crafty. And, like, it's pretty clear that Brigante is stronger, but Kara is much Cle- more technically gifted than him with those. Cleverer. Yes. And it gets more aggressive after Kara locks in Brigante in a very, very aggressive head scissors. So this match starts to get aggressive after Kara does a very aggressive head scissors on Brigante. Like, he does not want to let go, which, now that I think about it, is how the match from last week, Lockhart and Moriarty, started off getting aggressive too. Yeah, you're right. It is the, what's the word here, um... What's the one? It's the cane of all the respectful wrestling matches that just betrays it. Yeah. <laughs> so, after this head scissors, Kara, out of nowhere, just sprints at Brigante and forms him in the face and beats him down <laughs> until he falls to the ground and tries to pin him but only gets a one count. Mm-hmm. This Which the, was great. Yeah, this is the first strike after, like, the first five minutes had been swung. And this match is, like, close to 20 minutes, so, like, it's five minutes of them just grappling each other yeah it was pretty cool Kara was just like exploded he then uh chucks Brigante into one corner head first before then full force throwing him into the opposite corner which causes him to bounce off and into the ring and then Kara only gets a one count from this too <laughs> and I was like oh shit Brigante must be really good and then Kara mockingly kicks him in the face <laughs> and I was like that's a bad move and as I'm thinking he just kicks him it's to the ground move. again don't <laughs> And gets a one don't, count. Don't do that. He doesn't get punished. I was like, the fuck? A heel they always get that? punished. Always. What world have I entered? It's the Italian wrestling world. <laughs> the Italian wrestling world where heels actually can, like, softly kick the face and egg them on. And it doesn't get them immediately annihilated. Mm-hmm. So he gets Brigante in the corner after this and hits him with an absolute belter before him to the face. Which just echoes throughout the gymnasium that they're in. Mm-hmm. And then he snap mirrors him and punt kicks him in the back, which <laughs> must have sung. Oh, it had to have. But again, only a fucking one count. Unreal. I was very surprised at this. Though mm-hmm. I do want to take a quick aside to mention that there were two things about this match that were really good. And I feel like this moment kind of, for me, was where I noticed it. The first mm-hmm. is that these two were fucking swinging for the fences. Like, Kara has, g- has great strikes. We know this, but Brigante was not fucking about this match either. No. It's like, he knew he was getting, he knew who he was getting in the ring with, and he wanted to match that, the, mm-hmm. the striking energy. Yeah, it was very nice. It gave me a very New Japan-ish vibe, which is fun- funny because the crowd kind of gave me it too. Yeah, they were they, they were very respectful. They were very respectful, but then they had their moments where they were kind of like like gave me like a U.S. crowd vibes where they would start to like cheer on their guy like on big moments. Yeah, they they did the they they gave the they gave Kareem his chance later on in the match. Yeah, which is why I was like, like I hit the there was a this is awesome and a fight forever that happened, mm-hmm. and I was like, I kind of like it. It's like this nice mixture between two different styles of crowds. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just nobody's yelling crowd. anything unnecessary. Yeah, I don't know if it was just this crowd or, like, this is just what it is in the Italian wrestling scene, but I, I'm a fan of this type of crowd. Yeah, it was nice. So, frustrated that, again, he got three one counts, I think that is, in a row. <laughs> Car gets him in the corner and running clotheslines him to then snap mare him again, punt kick him in the back again, and then punt kicks him in the chest this time. 
And Kareem kicks out at two. And now Carr is visibly upset because he got past one and he got stopped at two. Yeah. So another forearm in the face sends Kareem to the corner. And Carr just kicks it the shit out of his chest until he's sitting down in one of the corners. And then calmly, Carr walks to the opposite corner and begins to set up to do something as Kareem, like, gets up from the floor. He slowly makes his way to his feet, and he turns around, and Kara goes to shotgun dropkick him back into the corner. But what ends up happening is that Kareem reacts to this just in time by dodging it, which causes Kara to full send it, crash into the top turnbuckle, and bounce <laughs> to the floor. Which yeah, I- just a nice nice dodge by, uh, by, Zay- by Kareem. Mm-hmm. And with Kareem now back in control of this match, because he didn't fucking wipe out, he starts his offense off with a bang, both literally and figuratively, with a running double palm strike to his chest, which just fucking booms throughout this entire ring, uh, room building the ring. There, I got there. Got there. Nailed it. This strike, uh, this strike then becomes a series of equally stiff-sounding chops and forearms in the corner until he whips <laughs> Irish whips Kara to single-leg dropkick him in the face as he bounces off the ropes and then knee him in the face when he's on the ground. Yeah, cream. Cream was like, payback's a bitch, basically. Yeah, payback's a bitch, and you're going to eat it. Mm-hmm. And after this, Kara wisely retreats to the ropes and grips onto them like his life depends on it as <laughs> Brigante does his best to tear him away from them. And yep. it just continues on until Kara himself lets go of that in order to chop him in the chest. And this is where normally if you're in a U.S. crowd, you get a you fucked up champ because Brigante no-sells this entirely. Yep. And just not nearly knocks him out with a forearm to the face. Which was unreal. Just, like, completely rocks him. Mm-hmm. It is just, oh gross. And then Kara tries to fight back, and then Brigante just running clothesline wipes him out. Mm-hmm. And Kara fo- is forced to retreat again, but this time he goes to the apron, where the two fight for control. Until Brigante just hurls his whole body at Kara to, cr- to clothesline him off the apron. Or onto the apron. Throws back to the ring, goes for a twisting crossbody, really, like, goes to the top rope with his back to Kara and turns around midair. But Kara Noir, the absolute fucking madman. The absolute lunatic. Decides, ah, oh, you know the spots you get your knees up when they land on you? Yeah, fuck that shit. And he jumps into the air and code breakers his ribs. Who, yeah, like, why just, why just put your knees up when you can literally put your entire body into it? I love this so much because this is such a, like, creative counter to, like, such an old-school spot. hmm And, like, it looked awesome, too. Like, goddamn. <laughs> and then immediately it after... Am- as, it did look really, really good. As Bugatti's, like, holding his ribs, Carr tries to small package him, but it only gets him a two-count. So the two groggily mm-hmm. get back to their feet. And Brigante makes the first move by just smashing Kara's jaw with a discus forearm. Which, again, these strikes on these strikes are ridiculous mm-hmm. yeah. in this one. And in case you can't tell, Brigante's forearm is most certainly his most dangerous fucking weapon in this match. Oh, yeah. He then gestures that it's done. And he tries to get Kara into a suplex position, but instead, done. Kara counters the hole with an Ushiguroshi. <laughs> he drops Kareem <laughs> in the back of his neck. Yikes. Only gets him a two count though, so he throws a mini tamper tent temper tantrum. I wrote tamper tantrum this when I watched Tamper Tantrum. A temper tantrum. <laughs> and he slowly gets to his feet feet, pulls Kareem up so that he can form in the face. And now of course Kareem responds with one of his own, but his strike actually knocks Carr to the floor. Again, Carr just 
really wants to go blow for blow with the guy who favors his forearms with strikes. In order to even the playing field in a really cool spot, Carr from the floor kicks out one of Kareem's legs to knock him down to his level. So now both sitting on the mat. And then we get this amusing spot where they start kicking each other in the back, but they're not getting up off the floor. So they're just like going in a circle, kicking each other on the mat, on the ground. Which yeah, I, th- I found was much more amusing than I should have probably. <laughs> There's like going in the corner. It's like it was. It was really cool though. I really i i kind of i kind of liked the uh, the sequence there, right? Like where like what like you said, like where Kareem takes down takes out Kara with the big with the big like forearm, and then like Kara just sweeps his legs out, mm-hmm. and then they just have like the, they just trade strikes, but they do it, but they trade strikes on the ground, starting on the ground. Then on their knees, and then they stand up and start trading blows again. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was cool that they like. I don't know. I thought it, it was funny. I'm not gonna lie. Watching them, just oh like yeah, trying to scoot, it, scoot around in circles and kick mm-hmm. each other. But these kicks were good, and it was a good spot. I very much like Mikey said. They two get back into it. I very much how this is. It just this match. It became like a fuck you, bitch. Smack it hits the guy. The other guy's like, no, fuck you. And then by the end of this, it's just a full-on slap fight. Yeah, they're just, like, throwing fists wildly at each other. And then Kara pushes him into the ropes, forearms him in the face, finally gets his own forearm in, runs the ropes, and then Kareem cuts him off at the opposite ropes with the forearm to the face. And you, you can see where this is going. This is the classic spot. Kareem runs on the ropes, gets punched in the face. Kara runs the ropes, vice versa. But yep. at one point, Kara tries to do the same back to Kareem, but Kareem notices this, stops, catches him in a fireman's carry, and then he transitions that into a running Death Valley driver. Which was sick. Mm-hmm. But Kara's a kicks out. I love out. the mind games of, like, I saw that coming. Mm-hmm. And almost right after Kara kicks out, Kareem grabs him and just transitions him into a fucking crossface. Yup. And thanks to a rope break, Kara escapes that hole. And as he tries to get up in one corner, we just see Kareem, like, setting him... It's, like, setting up to just murder him on the opposite side of the ring. Mm-hmm. And then, like Kara, he runs at him. But Kara leaps over him, gets to the opposite corner where Kareem was. And as Kareem turns around, he full sprints, shotgun drop kicks him into the corner, follows it up with an Irish whip into the ropes in order to German suplex Kareem. Super kick into the face as he's getting up, and then he hits him with a nasty-looking snap sit-out neckbreaker. A wild rush of offense from yeah. Cameron Noir. He finally got that shotgun dropkick offense he was going for in the beginning of the match. Ironically, mm-hmm. after Kareem made the same mistake he did. But it doesn't get him the win, though. Nope. And nope, Kara does tries, not. tries to pick Kareem up to hit him with a package pile driver, which is his other finisher. I think it's called, like, the... Uh, I want to say it's like called like the like the curtain fall or something like that. It's some it's like blackout something like that. I forgot the name of this finisher. I got you. Thank you. This time I actually got you. Unlike last time. Thanks, homie. But uh, Kareem ends up backdropping him before then clocking him with another forearm to the face. Go figure. It's been very effective throughout this match. In case you can't tell. But unlike mm-hmm. the others, though, this one seems to have taken more of an effect because he goes to hit Car with a running forearm and Car just collapses before he can even get to him. He tries picking Car up to do it again. Same thing happens. Like, and just when you think that he's really like knocked Car in the face, like he's actually fucked up, the bastard, the actor, Kara, <laughs> just kicks him in the side of the head from the floor and goes to run the ropes at Kareem, and Kareem cuts him in half with the spear, but that only gets him a two count also. Everywhere I'm seeing it's just called the package pile driver. 
fuck me. It might have been the. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think the the sleeper, the, his sleeper hold is called the blackout. You might be right. Probably are right, honestly. Anyway, continue. So, still in control, Kareem whips Irishman's car up and throws him up in the air to forearm him. But Kara catches his arm and throws him to the floor. Which I believe is Kareem's finishing move. It has to be, because just as Kareem gets up to run at Kara, Kara jumps on him and locks him in the sleeper hold. And by sheer determination, he gets out of the sleeper hold using his strength. And he, Kara tries to lock it in again, and Kareem throws him off of him. Kara sprints back at Kareem, and Kareem catches him, throws him in the air, forearms him in the face, ah. midair, and that's enough to put Kara away for the win. That's a great finisher, by it the is. way. It is a honestly, it's a great. It's also very versatile. Like a pop because, up forearm, like, like oh yeah, and just imagine like, you can get that on anyone. Like they come off the top rope, you can just forearm them in the face, and it's just a version of your move. And it's just yeah. they're out. They can just fall to the ground. They're out like a light. You know who does it the best? Who? Cesaro. Aww. Man, Cesaro. When he when Cesaro does it, he just launches him in the air. Mm-hmm. I miss Cesaro. Man, Cesaro was absolutely spectacular. He's an absolutely spectacular wrestler. Can't wait to see him get eliminated from the Royal Rumble if he's even in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's or the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah, I'll see him in ten months for like what is it like six months for WrestleMania? Ay ay Some time around. That might be ten. Uh, I'm not. Thinking he deserves. He deserves better. He does. Um. So, what are you giving this match, Mikey? Uh, I think I'm going to give this one a high mat. I don't think it crossed that markout threshold for me. It was pretty good, and I did enjoy it. Uh, but, like, I I don't think it got all the way there to mark out for me. So, uh, I think I'm going to stick with the high mat here. I'm in the same mind of you. It was a the match was really good. Like, it was a good pacing, good slugfest. But it just, I need, like, that reaction. That, like, I need to, like, stand up and walk around in my room just full of adrenaline going, like, that match was so fucking that good. That match was insane. Yeah. That's what I needed. But- like you know, like you know when you've watched the markout match, we've talked about this. Yes. Like, like we, we, you, you have that feeling when you've just watched the markout match. Yep, this match gave me a good fucking match. I was p- very pleased with this match. Yeah, me too. It definitely, like I said, not bad in in the slightest. Solid God, matchup. I would kill to see Car Noir live. But yeah, only in progress and in seemingly European independent wrestling promotions. So maybe one day, if I ever go to Europe, I will. F- Get to watch that beautiful man <laughs> wrestle. What a it really is stunner. Uh, I would also love mm-hmm. to see. I would love to see so. There's so many people I would love to see wrestle. I know. Uh, and when we went to AEW, I did get to see some of them, so that was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I want everyone AEW, but like Jamie Hader I'm... was on my list of of wrestlers I wanted to see live, and that's done. Mm-hmm. I want to see Car in AEW only because I want to see his entrance. And I want to see who he'd have, who he'd have a match with. Like, just imagine, like, I'm, I'm going to be a total fantasy booking whore for a second. Car Noir versus Malachi Black. Oh, my God. The theatrics. I would I would bust a nut. There'd be the, some... ma- the match would be shorter than the entrances combined. It would. But it would be some, like, it would go from, like, some gothic whore and some Victorian, like, ballet to just two dudes beating the shit out of each other in the middle of a ring with face paint on. And I would fucking two, love it. Two very, yeah, Malachi Black and Kara Noir, two very prolific strikers. I would be an absolute slugfest, huh? But it would. It would be. I would probably be fantastic. And it doesn't even have to be an AEW, honestly. You give those two a match, I'll fucking watch it. I don't care. Yeah. But that's. Yeah. It's enough about me gushing right now. I, I think overall that was a solid week. 
I agree. I agree. Some solid matchups. Uh, definitely, definitely good wrestling all mm-hmm. around. Uh, and I very much enjoyed it. Now let's get now, uh, let's get on to what's to come. Yes, since we have gone over all of our matches this week, it's time to give you a pre a little bit of a preview of what's coming next week. And Zach, uh, I picked the majority of the matches this time, so I'm going to make the go first. Mm-hmm. And what I brought to the table for next week was. Allison K versus Jocelyn Navarro from Absolute Intense Wrestling AIW. Mm. Pinky's up. I see you. Yep, of course. Uh, and I brought Pastor William Evil, Pastor William Ever, take versus Paul Robert Robinson from Progress Wrestling Champions. I always hear about Progress's stuff, but I can never find their stuff on YouTube. Like the full matches of the matches that I see, that I'm like, I want to watch more. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I I am very excited about this one. I hear uh, we've watched a past William Ever match in the past, and it was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't wait to see more. And finishing off with me, I'm bringing Erica Lay versus Riley Shepard from Battle Club Pro. Ooh, Battle Club Pro! I love it. Should be good. I think I had a Erica Lay match before. Oh wait, I remember this now. I think this was a Ziggy Heim match there, but it was, like, really early, like an old, old match between the two of them. Well, they also didn't Erica Lay and Ziggy Heim also just have the hair ver- Oh, no, it was uh, Ziggy Heim and Ethan Surreal had yeah, the Yeah, but now match. I get to see... Uh, I saw... I, I Funnily enough, I Erica saw... Erica Lay and Ziggy Heim was at Big Gay Brunch, I think. Uh, I think so. I can't oh, remember. Okay. After you've wa- Honestly, after watching so much independent wrestling, it's it begins to blur... But then you tell me, like, the match, and I'm like, I immediately know the match. And I'm like, the match is a banger. Yeah. It looks like they fought. They they have fought each other a few times. They have. But uh, I get to now see uh, a more recent match of Lay's, which I am excited. Because I remember I recall I walked out of that match going that I could definitely see the potential in the two of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, here's hoping. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. All right, that was our preview of next week. So I, with everything out of the way, it just leaves us with the plugs. Uh, go check out all, all the other fun shows. I'm going to start off with go check out all the other fun shows here on the Countout Network. We got a new show. We got Pure comes out every Monday. Uh, Sha- our friend Sean Taggart is a Ring of Honor podcast. Uh, so if you're into Ring of Honor, go check that out. Uh, wish our new, our new, our newest member of the Countout Network, Sean Taggart. Uh, and we're very excited to bring another podcast onto the onto the scene. It's very exciting, very exciting times. Mm-hmm. And of course, go check out how to talk to your friend about wrestling. Your dose of death, Ring Post Radio, Happy Hour every Thursday night at eight thirty over on twitch.tv slash Countout. Uh, and if you want updates as to when all of these episodes are coming out, go follow us on Twitter at Countout Pod, where we tweet new episodes all the time. We tweet all of our thoughts on the wrestling world. Uh, a bunch of other fun stuff, so go follow us over there on Twitter, and go subscribe to us on YouTube, go follow us on Facebook, ca- uh, Count Out a Wrestling Podcast Network, and if you don't know where to find, if if you do end up getting lost, you can always head back to our website, the mothership, com, where we have all of our social links, everything you need to know about all the podcasts on the network, uh, a bunch of really cool articles that, uh, that all of our uh, members all of our family members here, the Count Out family, wrote. Uh, so go check those out as well. 
And, of course, you should go give us that five-star review over on Spotify now that you can do that. Ooh. So, go to Spotify, count out, get find Countout Network, find Independent Waters, give us the five-star rating. We would really, really, really appreciate it. And we would also really appreciate it if you could be, if you became a Countout family member by donating $5 a month uh, and getting, and when you do that, you could split, you could split that $5 up any way you want between any podcast you want. Uh, and you also get exclusive audios for becoming a member. A bunch of really fun exclusive audios that we recorded that are for members only. So if you want to see some fun content that nobody else gets to see, uh, go sign up for the, and be a member of the Countout family. Uh, and you can also go check out our merch over at countoutpod.com slash store. We have t-shirts, uh, stickers, all kinds of fun stuff over there. Uh, so go check that out as well. Zach, I believe that is everything. So well, do you have anything before we go? Nay. Well, that just leaves me with one thing left to say then, and that is to remember there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. <laughs> This has been a Count Out Podcast.